0: Welcome to New York Institute of Technology's podcast, The Scope. Produced by the College of Osteopathic Medicine, our episodes focus on the medical school experience and how it helps shape future physicians. Learn about exciting new health and wellness initiatives, cutting-edge medical research and technology, and how to effectively navigate medical school. We are excited to have you join us.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the SCOPE podcast. Today, we are joined by a panel of first and second year students who will share their insights, experiences, and help identify best practices for successfully adapting to the new norms of preclinical medical education. Please welcome our guest panelists. From our New York campus, first year medical student, Lerone Clark, and second year medical student, Kimberly Fasiglione. And from our Arkansas campus, first-year medical student John Cisco and second-year medical student Sundas Bashir. And I am your host for today, third-year medical student Marnie Wolkoff. Thank you for joining us. I would like to open our conversation today by asking our first-year panelists, what were your expectations for medical school and how are they different today due to the COVID pandemic? Lerone, why don't you take us away?
2: Thanks. So coming into medical school, I really had high hopes for this new experience and being able to really get involved and study and learn all these new type of things. So I feel like it's really different now with the pandemic. It's just so much different from what I expected, being able to go to labs and go to classes and just interact with so many people and kind of have that new experience. But now doing everything from home, it's just so different. And, you know, when you're like applying to college, you're thinking of these different type of schools when you're trying to have that college experience with the campus and all the people and I feel like it's kind of missing that if someone asked me right now can you show me around your campus I probably couldn't because I haven't really seen it much of myself so I think it's just so different nonetheless I am enjoying it I am learning so much and I am happy for that and I'm looking forward to it becoming a better experience and meet a lot of new people.
1: John how about you?
2: So I can agree
0: with a lot of the things Lerone has said When I first toured, one of the things that really drew me to NYTCom was the sense of community that the ambassadors always talked about. They talked about all the in-person activities they'd have on campus, the many opportunities to meet faculty and make connections and build connections within our community through our faculty. And not that the COVID-19 pandemic has halted that by any means, we do still have the virtual aspect of meeting professors through office hours and things like that, but it's just taken away a little bit of the personal aspect that I thought I would be getting with my professors and my other students as well. One of the things I was looking forward to is getting to meet my future colleagues in the class of 2024, who are people that I would potentially work with and develop lifelong connections with, and even though the COVID-19 pandemic has a little hinder in that, we still find different ways to interact with each other because we know we're all in this together.
3: That's
1: all great to hear. It sounds like you both are managing very well right now and I wish you the best of luck in the future. And to the second years, after unexpectedly experiencing and then managing the rapid transition from in-person education to a virtual education, what advice can you offer our first-year students?
3: Sundas? I would say definitely don't be afraid to reach out to your classmates we're all in this together and everyone is trying to make friends so join clubs attend meetings message your classmates and get to know one another because it really helps having people in your life who are going through the same thing and you can relate to Kim go ahead I completely
4: agree with Sundis. I think also another important word of advice I would have is to remember your why when you go to medical school, everyone asks you, why do you wanna be a doctor? And everyone has some sort of answer. But when you get to medical school and you're in the books, It's hard to remember why you wanted to be a doctor sometimes. And now when you're isolated due to the pandemic, it can become even harder to remember why exactly am I doing this to myself? So I think doing things to remember your why, like making good friends, attending club meetings, talking with your professors, checking in with your family, checking in with yourself on why you wanted to be a doctor in the first place is really important for honing in on this transition and being able to handle it in a way that's going to benefit you in the long run.
1: So, John, I have one question for you. Are there some positive aspects that have come out of this educational year so far with COVID and starting medical school basically online?
0: Yes, there have been numerous positive aspects to this online education, and one that I feel like everyone in our class will carry with us for the rest of our lives is being able to handle the adversity, never be able to control the situations sometimes in your clinic. And so taking that and trying to work with the heavy med school load has been very interesting. My classmates and myself have come up with some really unique ideas and ways to study with each other, given this virtual platform that have really benefited us and kind of shown us some positive aspects of telemedicine in and of itself.
1: That's so great to hear. And I hope more positives continue to come out of this pandemic for you. So going off of study habits, this question is posed to everyone, so feel free to answer. How do you motivate yourself to study and how do you stay organized?
2: Lerone. In terms of motivation, kind of want to allude to like what Kim said earlier about remembering the why you're in medical school and why you want to be a doctor. Because I feel like for me, that's what keeps me going. I'm thinking about all the reasons why, how I got to this point, all the reasons that I wanted to be in this position in my life. I try every day when I'm studying to try to be the best that I can be, to try to learn as much as I can and knowing that that will impact my career in the future. Motivation can come from that. And in terms of staying organized, that is something that can be really difficult for me, especially. I feel like I have had a lot of hard times trying to stay organized, but I like to try to just make a schedule, try to understand what it is that I have to do, try to determine what it is that I want to get done on a particular day or in a certain week. And I'll just work hard towards that and keep going on that schedule and make sure that I reach the goals that I've set for myself so that I can try to do better each day and each week. Kimberly?
4: So prior to the pandemic, we were constantly at school on campus for one reason or another. We were either in labs or we had meetings to attend or we were attending lectures in person. So now with the pandemic, You don't do the majority of that. There are still some meetings and there's still remote labs, but they tend to be on one day. So what are you going to do with the rest of all that time? So staying organized has been really important for me. I tend to make a schedule for the week and map out what I need to accomplish, what meetings I have, how many lectures I have to do, what additional study techniques I want to use that week and plan in when the exams are. And then I follow along with that schedule. And I think something important with the pandemic is you can make a plan, but not everything's going to go to plan. So kind of learning how to adapt to the changes in your daily life due to the pandemic is teaching us a great lesson on how to do that in the future when we're physicians. So my study habits have changed, but also I'm getting a different outlook on life and how I'm gonna manage difficulties in my career.
1: And Sundas, I have this next question for you. In comparison to last year when you were seeing all of your classmates studying in the library and or just studying on campus, have you realized that studying at home is more challenging for you? And if so, is it harder to stay motivated when you study at home?
3: Yeah, for me, it was definitely uh, motivating to study on campus last year. I actually never studied at home. Uh, last year so when we abruptly had to continue doing online classes and studying only at home it was challenging for me to figure out how I could effectively study at home with minimal distractions last spring semester when I was just trying to figure out how to do this I made the mistake of studying in my bedroom and I got distracted so easily I've had to learn and I know better now and I've dedicated a spot just for studying Now that we get all our lectures pre-recorded a couple days before the week, it allows us to structure our studying time however we want and what works for us. Before the pandemic, we would have lectures in the morning and then some days we would have lab until the evening and then we would come home like super exhausted. But now if you know you have a long day ahead of you, you can catch up with lectures before and just having the freedom to structure your day and your week, However you want is nice.
1: So I understand that a lot of your study habits have changed and this goes to, for everyone. And I understand that a lot of you studied in groups and like to study when you were around people and found it motivating. With that being said, have any of you started to use Zoom to kind of get that group feel? So it feels like you're studying with other people and does it help motivate you now? John.
0: In comparison to our second year counterparts on here that We're able to engage with numerous people and find study groups. The only exposure we've really had so far, I would say, is within our lab groups. So my lab group each week in preparation for the week will meet up and we'll talk about the different lectures for the week, maybe what strategies we use to cover the more difficult ones, and we'll practice some of the stuff that we can, given the online nature, for the week. And that's how we as a lab group have stayed connected outside of just our one given lab day. And we've all developed really good connection with that. And I really enjoy studying with them.
1: So it seems like a lot of people are missing the in-person human interaction that we had pre-pandemic and that some people are starting to use that via Zoom as a way to connect with your classmates. So with that being said, I really wanna transition into how you all maintain a healthy lifestyle currently. Can the panel identify some of the best practices that preclinical students can follow to help ensure a healthy and balanced life? And what are you guys currently doing to keep yourselves you know, mentally sound? Kimberly, go ahead.
4: So since the pandemic started, I actually found that typically in medical school, time is your biggest enemy. You never have enough time. There's always something else that you could have done, whether it's practice questions or watching another video or reading another book but now we tend to have more free time. And so I'm trying to use that time to take care of myself rather than devoting it more to studying. I try to make my schedule so that I fit in time to take my daily half an hour walk or longer. If it's a nice day out, I try to make sure I have time in there to prep my food the night before or the day of depending now that we're home more and we're not going out, I don't have to bring as much food with me. So that gives me a lot more freedom. When I'm home, I could just whip something healthy up to make sure that I'm nourishing my brain and also my body. And I found that making sure I get that exercise is really keeping me motivated. I'm more tired at night so I can sleep well so that I can get up in the morning and study again the next day. And having that extra time in my life, I feel like using it towards my mental and overall physical well-being is benefiting me in the long run as a medical student. Laurent.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel that it's so important to make time for yourself in this pandemic circumstance that we're dealing with because being at home, it's so easy to wake up in the morning, kind of roll out of bed and then start studying. Then you're studying all day and then you are at the end of the day and you're still studying and then you go back to sleep just to repeat it all the next day. So I feel like it's so crucial to make sure that you're doing things that are important to you, doing things that you care about that just free your mind or whether it's a exercise, whether it's just watching one of your favorite TV shows or et cetera. I think it's just really key to make sure that you're putting time in your schedule for yourself and make sure that you are doing things that help you to relax and help you to enjoy what's going on and just take the time for yourself.
3: Sundays. I think for me, uh, what I've found pretty important is personally, I enjoy getting ready, getting dressed, looking cute, putting on some makeup. But now it's easy to just like get out of bed and study in your pajamas and not change much. Definitely like getting ready for the day and getting dressed and feeling good about yourself. That helps.
1: Kim, are there any programs that NYITCOM offers that motivate students to stay fit and stay healthy?
4: Definitely. So one of my favorite parts about NYITCOM pre-pandemic, but also during the pandemic, is our Fit Physicians program. So I used to always look forward to dragging myself out of bed and going to the morning run or walk with the deans and a lot of the faculty members on Tuesday mornings. I would do tennis and the HIT classes. So I loved the Fit Physicians program. And once we transitioned to virtual learning, it was thought, how are we going to continue this? And so the school actually started tracking our activity with Strava and you can upload your activities and you can give each other kudos. And I found it to be a great way to see, oh, my classmates are still getting out and taking care of themselves. I'm going to go do that as well. And so we also have a house mentoring system that allows us to have our buddies and you could go on walks and we've gone on socially distanced hikes with our groups. So I found that to be really helpful in staying motivated, staying healthy, and also getting that social aspect that we tend to be missing in a safe way because it's outdoors, you can be socially distant. So I found that to be really helpful. And also on Wednesdays, there's the Move It 15. So for 15 minutes, a faculty member brings us in and gets us moving, whether it's a yoga or just like jumping jacks and to get you going for 15 minutes. And I found that to be fun as well.
1: And Kim, I do have one follow-up question for you. Since you're the SGA secretary and chair of the morale committee, can you please talk about some ways that you're able to get students of all years to connect with each other while maintaining social distancing or if it's virtual?
4: I've definitely had to think outside the box as a way to find morale in the school because as medical students, we want to study all the time. And we have our friend groups. We want to hang out with our friend groups. But as far as large events, we obviously can't do that right now. So I challenged my team, how can we get everyone together? So we've actually been doing picnics in the park where everyone comes, gets their lunch provided by NYITCOM, and we spread out on blankets and in chairs and just get to see each other in person. Obviously you have to wear masks and everything is socially distanced, but that's a way to bring the student body together. And also for upperclassmen to meet the younger classmen and vice versa. And also we've been doing virtual game nights. So we played Among Us, which is a very popular game right now. The kids love it. Um, So that was really fun. I got to play with fourth years and they talked to me about their residency interviews during it. So I've been having a challenge, but also a fun one in trying to plan events for how to bring people together, even though it's virtual.
2: Lerone. I wanted to add to that as well because I think that's really important in the situation that we're in. Going back to what John had mentioned earlier about your lab group being, for us first years, especially, your lab group being the people that you're interacting with most. We haven't really had much of an opportunity to make those types of connections with so many different people on campus. I know a lot of second years, you probably can say that you already had maybe a friend group or a base of people that you hang out with or have already gotten to know with this new situation, I think those events, such as the ones provided by the morale committee and other organizations, give us the opportunity to interact with different people. I attended the virtual escape room, and I thought that was really fun. And I got to interact with some members of my group, but other people that I haven't met yet. Um, And having that interaction and being able to participate in that definitely is super important in this current time that we're in and being able to take a break from studying and to do something else that's engaging with other colleagues and newly made friends.
1: And Sundis and John, does the Arkansas campus, do they offer similar opportunities to students to meet people, whether it's virtually or socially distant? John, you start off.
0: Yes, like everyone's mentioned, it's been a challenge to get people together, but our SGA morale committee planned a giant trivia night where we played uh, different rounds of Kahoot for some various prizes. And we had some spare gifts around as well. And so they put us all into a giant spin wheel and spun it and we were able to distribute a lot of prizes. And it was hosted by one of our faculty here, Dr. Joshi. And everyone loves him and he's very fun and interactive. And so it was a great way to connect with everybody so much so that my class leadership has decided to plan one individually. For our class of 2024, here in about a week and a half, and so we're looking forward to doing that in order to get our specific class to meet each other through a virtual environment as well.
3: Sundas, go ahead. Yeah, going off of that, they also planned a paint night where we picked up paints on campus and a cooking night where we followed a recipe, and um, that was really fun. Me and my friend, we got together, we cooked everyone was on Zoom, so we got to see each other. It was a lot of fun. Those all sound like such great ways to stay in touch with your classmates. I'm really happy to hear all of that. And are you
1: all still able to participate in events and hobbies that you previously enjoyed, whether it was volunteering, playing sports, any instruments? Are you able to continue doing that now? John, why don't
0: you start us off? Yeah, so the pandemic did throw a little curve into, we had talked earlier about the physical aspect of making sure you're staying in shape, but I was able to find a group of students within my class that really enjoyed playing recreational basketball, and so when the weather was a little warmer down here, we would go out about once or twice a week and go play a few pickup games just to stay active and healthy while staying outdoors as well, and that's one hobby I've been able to uh, keep up with is my physical activity. But I also pre-pandemic never considered myself to be a Netflix binger, but given the current pandemic and having to stay indoors more, I found I'm watching a lot more TV shows during my spare time
2: than I was before.
1: Laurent, did you want to add something?
2: Yeah, I definitely enjoy watching movies and going out to the movies and going to see plays and etc. Being from Long Island, I've always liked to go to Broadway and go into the city and see different shows. And of course, now, you know, that's not something that's going on, unfortunately. But I feel that during school, I've been able to try to make some time to go on Netflix or go on any of these streaming websites and try to find something that you know I might be interested in watching. And maybe I'll kind of reward myself with that on the weekend and watch a movie and watch something that I thought was, hey, that looks kind of interesting and be able to enjoy that. And I feel like it's different. It's not the same way that you're enjoying your hobbies necessarily. Um, but we definitely have found ways to be able to enjoy those things and to develop new ways and new things that we are having fun with on our off time. And Kimberly, you can end up this question.
4: I personally love arts and crafts. So I always had fun going to the paint nights and other artsy activities. So I've been able to continue that by getting paint by numbers. And I've also branched out. I started making blankets. We have volunteer opportunities where we could make holiday cards or just get well soon cards for children in hospitals or we're here for you, COVID cards for people in nursing homes. So that's been a way for me to use my not so great artistic abilities, but have fun while doing it. And just something to get your mind off of all the studying you have to do and all that's going on in the world. So I found arts and crafts to be a really good way to do that. And I have more time to do it now.
1: Lauren, I want to pose this question to you. Can you share some personal positive experiences or lessons learned that were associated with this pandemic?
2: I feel that we can all appreciate the fact that this is definitely an unprecedented time, something that many of us have not experienced. And it's so hard to try to find new ways to do things that you're so used to doing or learn new things, especially in school like we're in. It's become a lesson because I've been able to adapt to new situations. I've been able to find new ways to do things for myself and find new ways to just better myself. And my classmates and colleagues will be able to adapt to new situations. We'll be able to see the bigger picture and things that are going on in our lives, whether it's in practice as physicians or as we continue in school. And I think that's a huge lesson to be able to take difficult times and make the best out of them.
3: Sundis, do you have something to add to that question? I would definitely agree with what Lerone said. It showed me how adaptable uh, we can be and that we can overcome obstacles if we work together and are able to rely on each other. Our in-person OMM and DPR labs wouldn't have been possible if uh, the students and faculty and administration didn't work together and rely on us to ensure that everything went smoothly.
1: Thank you both. Those are both great answers. And unfortunately, we're up to our last question of the session. And this is posed to all of you. How do you think these experiences will affect you in the long run? And what type of physician will you become because of this? John, feel free to start.
0: The skills of adaptability will no doubt carry us through our entire medical education and career. As a physician in the future, I hope to better relate to my patients who might have issues coming into an actual clinic and hopefully incorporating some telemedicine through Zoom, which I've gotten acc- accustomed to now. And so I hope to take some of the skills and maybe personality traits that have grown through this whole pandemic that we've all been going through and incorporating that into my future care with patients and hopefully being able to make connections with them if people are distant, away from family, and hoping to be that personal connection that we want our patients to feel.
3: Sandis, do you have something to add? I think the pandemic has shed more light onto the racial inequalities in medicine. I think that would help me become a more conscientious and intentional physician in caring for communities of color. It's exposed to holes in the healthcare industry that deprive low-income communities of access to good healthcare. It's taught me how to become a more compassionate and empathetic physician for my patients.
4: Kimberly? I agree with everything that everyone said. I think we've all learned a lot of lessons and this will really shape us into the future physicians that we're going to be. And I think it'll be a positive difference that it's making. We've definitely all learned a lesson in empathy and how to care for each other, take care of each other when you need it, how to check in on each other. And we can use those skills for our patients. Say, how are you? Are you okay? And talk to our patients about what's going on in their lives, because I think we've really seen from the pandemic, the great effect that the world can have on your life and your mental health and your physical health. And so I'll definitely be incorporating that into my future practice, just checking in on my patients, seeing how they're doing, how they're affected by the current events and learning from them and learning from these experiences.
1: I would like to thank our panelists for joining our conversation today and for sharing their experiences, insights, and ideas. It is clear that although many things are much different than anticipated this year, with resilience, creativity, fortitude, and a strong desire to succeed, we will move forward and become even stronger by using these new norms to make us even more prepared to become effective, caring, and exceptional physicians of tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today.